Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Tooncasters, the podcast where we talk about cartoons and animated shows from the past, present, and eventually the future. I'm your host, Dio, and I'll be going out of the loan with this very special episode that it just felt near and dear to my heart that I really wanted to talk about. It's a show that needs no introduction. It's a show everyone grew up with. It's the show that defined a generation, that defined meme culture, especially on the internet. We're obviously talking about the show about the person under the pineapple in the sea, SpongeBob SquarePants, and we're going to get right into it right after this intro. SpongeBob is a show that everybody knows and everybody has watched at some point. And it's a show that started in the middle of 1999 during the Kids' Choice Awards. And after that first uh, foray, it pretty much became a show sometime in August. And if everybody knows, the show wasn't made by some animator. It was made by a marine biologist known as Stephen Hillenberg. And after that, the show pretty much just exploded into the way that it did after a little while. And um, it's kind of crazy to, you know, think about how how much SpongeBob has kind of changed in that time. Because uh, one thing I want to note is um, that people don't really know is how much the animation of SpongeBob has changed since its first inception. Now, the first episode was on May 1st, 1999. And even then, some of the first, uh, some of the episodes in the first season uh, did a type of animation known as cell animation. And it is a very, very hard to do animation that is not really done anymore in modern animation in general because a lot of it changed to just regular animation and now flash animation, which is the cheapest way of doing it. Because, of course, doing anything by computer is going to be cheaper one way or another. But it's always been interesting on how the animation style of SpongeBob was because in a way, it kind of, it, 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 to me, it felt like it defined animation for quite a while because a lot of shows try to replicate that certain animation or try to put their own spin on it, which is a pretty cool thing about SpongeBob. And it's probably the reason why it got me into SpongeBob. Now, as we all know, uh, SpongeBob officially became a television show in August of 1999. So this show came at the very tail end of the 90s and it pretty much made an impact and it kind of gave you an idea of where animation and cartoons were going to go from this point forward, especially with how popular uh, SpongeBob became. Um, but how I got into the show was... So for me, it was roughly around... 0506. So this would have been after the first movie. And the reason why it SpongeBob was a little bit later into my life is because my memory isn't that great because that's the earliest I can remember of my life. Because um when you have too many concussions in your life, you kind of lose a little bit of your earliest memories some sometimes. So the earliest memory I can remember is about 06, but I'm pretty sure I watched it before then. But I think it was the, a very special memory because I remember in my elementary school during lunchtime, we would go to the auditorium. If Sometimes if it was a rainy day or if it was just a really cold day and they don't want the kids outside to have fun during recess, we would just be in the auditorium where it's nice and warm and not rainy or not a snowy mess uh, because, you know, New York City, it'd be like that sometimes. Um, 
one of the things I remember was they had a marathon of SpongeBob episodes. It was, I think it was probably the build up to Atlantis Square Pantas, which I remember that special very well. I'm not sure if it, although that's probably not 06, probably 07, give or take, because SpongeBob has been around for so long. It's kind of, it's kind of uh, difficult to remember when um, certain episodes were or when certain specials were, but, um, I, that was my most vivid memory of SpongeBob uh, as a kid, and um, that was kind of how I got into SpongeBob. And especially since you know it was on Nickelodeon all the time. I mean, it was pretty, it was practically marathon from like two o'clock to like eight o'clock when it switched to Nick at Night, and probably George Lopez was playing. But um, yeah, Spun. Uh, that was that's probably my earliest memory of SpongeBob. But I have so many, so many memories. I mean. Despite the fact that like the shows, like the newer episodes were still being aired and still being showed on television, I still watch some of the original episodes that would air because even because sometimes when when SpongeBob had their had its had its breaks between seasons, they always rerun the season that it aired. And then they would rerun the older episodes. They would even rerun the first episode that nobody, you know, that not a lot of people probably watch because they don't really rerun, at least in modern Nickelodeon, they don't really rerun the, mo uh, not the modern, the more older episodes. Um, but everybody can agree that the first three seasons were pretty much the golden era of SpongeBob, despite what anybody would say. I mean, I, I could agree to that. I mean, the original SpongeBob was just just fantastic fantastic television at its time and um you know i remember episodes like band geeks uh pizza delivery i loved a lot of the things uh, about spongebob that really got me into it i remember the, the i'm pretty sure everybody remembers this uh the crusty crab training video um it, it's kind of wild uh, how 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 the the phrase no one wants to be a squidward is so accurate in today's time because everyone that i know has kind of been a bit of a squidward myself included and um because i remember watching spongebob as uh, uh as okay spongebob is me i am that little you know that little naive person who sees the world in kind of rainbows and i understand that the world sucks but hey i'm trying to be optimistic and then squidward is squidward everybody knows squidward and um yeah <laughs> um but man um i would t to best describe spongebob if like you know my um, if this episode isn't the best understanding in that context, uh, I would love to recommend uh, There Will Never Ever Be a Show like SpongeBob SquarePants by Amp Lemon. He made a great video about it. It's about 35, 40 minutes long, give or take. Maybe it's 20 minutes. I don't remember because it's been quite a while, but it's around the 30 minute mark, 30, 30 to 40 minute mark. It's a great video and I highly recommend it. It probably best explains uh, SpongeBob and why it kind of isn't as the same as it was now or as it was before um excuse me but um yeah watch his video his video is fantastic going very in depth about uh spongebob but um if there was one memory that was like the most fondest uh in my opinion it had to be the first movie i mean there's nothing much to say about spongebob other than the first movie is pretty much where spongebob truly ended in a way and I say that with great certainty because SpongeBob was that type of show 
that it had to end at a certain point. Not all shows can go on forever, and that's pretty evident. But there are some shows that go on forever, but we all know why, because the good old uh the good old devil of that's known as money. <laughs> money tends to be the problem that most shows tend to go on far too long and too long for its own good. A good example is unfortunately SpongeBob itself, but it's sort of hanging in there. Uh, the Simpsons is a great example. It's been going on for 30 years at this point, I think, and it should have ended a long time ago. Um, Family Guy is a great example. South Park is a decent example, too. Um, SpongeBob, unfortunately, dealt with the issue of it went on far too long. But the first movie is kind of where everyone said, okay, this is the definitive ending of SpongeBob, and everything else that happens afterwards is either take it or leave it. And that's the best way to describe it. And um, the first movie to me was just... The first movie was iconic in so many more ways than one. And if you don't know the story about the third movie, is that it was intended to be the, the be-all, end-all for Spongebob. It was made to be the final... Basically the final... Um, the final crescendo, the final climax of SpongeBob. That's the right word. You know, SpongeBob wanting to be the manager of the Krusty Krab instead of the manager of the Krusty Krab too. Um, SpongeBob, you know, always being considered a kid, but he's doing on this adventure that makes him a man or, you know, a goofy goober, as we like to call it. Um, there's just so much that was iconic about the second movie. I mean, honestly, building up to it was just amazing. I mean, hey, Dio from the future here. I'm at the first movie, not the second one. Carry on. You go from the first, second, and third season, then it's like, okay, here's the movie. And it's like, holy crap. Like, this movie is just like the perfect way to end SpongeBob. But as we all know, that didn't happen. Now, if there's one thing that I could say about SpongeBob is that Ocean Man was like the greatest to me. It was the greatest ending song to any to any movie, in my opinion, um, at least right now, because I'm filming this at five thirty in the morning and I'm kind of just riffing. <laughs> but um, man, the first movie was iconic. I mean, even the way how it ended was just was just iconic beyond all belief. I feel like. The way how the the movie ended was the perfect ending to a show. But again, as we all know, that didn't happen because season four happened. And Steven Hillenburg obviously left the show. So I will say that season four and season five were really good seasons. Um, it obviously did have that difference in quality and especially in character because... If there was one thing that I mentioned about um, when I brought up Empelman's video was that the dichotomy of SpongeBob and Squidward were not the same because instead of, you know, instead of, you know, kind of like SpongeBob being the 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 angel and like Squidward being kind of like the devil in a way, it kind of became like where, you know, OK, SpongeBob is optimistic and then, you know, um, Squidward is practically a nihilist. And in a way, that dichotomy that they had was was um, was perfect, and it made for a great episode of SpongeBob. But when the seasons kept on progressing, and especially when we get into season six, which 
If people don't know season six, it's considered the worst season of SpongeBob to ever exist. And I have seen season six, and despite how terrible it was, it actually was pretty funny. But then again, my humor is so like degraded that it's like, yeah, of course I would like season six because I'm I have I have terrible humor. I mean, I grew up off of YouTube poop, so that says about as much about my humor. But um, I feel like season six was really where you could kind of tell that there was a major dichotomy problem with uh, SpongeBob and pa- uh, SpongeBob and Squidward, and especially with all the characters in SpongeBob, because I mean, you had Sandy, you had Mrs. Pub, Mr. Krabs, Plankton, um, Patrick, and everyone else, and even Sandy. Oh, Sandy. Um, there were just so many characters. In the show, that the prominent characters, where when when they when they basically got flanderized is the best way to describe it. Um, they just weren't the same, and the show just felt very different because not a lot of things kind of just like it didn't really turn into a very enjoyable show because of the dichotomy. And especially when, you know, SpongeBob, there were episodes even to like even later episodes and later seasons, like SpongeBob was just a total like whiny baby. And then Squidward was like almost like a babysitter that had to deal with like, that just basically had to put up his bullshit. Like basically SpongeBob became that really annoying neighbor that you hate. And you just want to like barge down their doors and just slap some shit into them and just say shut the fuck up like i would just want a quiet day for once which i can relate to squidward so much it's uh it's very relatable but um yeah um it, it's pretty wild um just everything everything between the first and second movie was so wild because it kind of gave you an idea of like where spongebob pretty much went where it was a show that was supposed to end in 04 but instead it was a show that pretty much was the cash cow of not only nickelodeon but also to Viacom. Now, Viacom owns Nickelodeon, and they also own a lot of other channels like VH1, um, MTV. I think they own BET. I'm not sure. But Viacom owns quite a lot of you know television networks that are on TV nowadays and that probably even have their own you know services. But, um, man, everything between the first... I mean, excuse me, the second... Uh, yeah, the first and second movie, right... Um, was just crazy like it was like ideas were all over the place there were bad episodes there were decent episodes there were some of the the diamonds in the rough but like everything between the first and second movie was just pretty bonkers a lot of specials existed some lore was just like not like there or they just didn't make any sense obviously there were some special episodes that were not canon and all that stuff because sometimes in shows to me canon means a lot but um yeah um just it was just weird like i remember growing up and watching like everything between the first and second movie and it was just like it was entertaining as a kid but watching it as an adult i was just like this is interesting like this is just weird how everything is and just the the, the scripture of like every episode or the structure, excuse me. Uh, it was just so weird. Like, it was just really, really, really weird time for SpongeBob. And especially leading into the second movie. Now, the second movie is a movie I don't like, unfortunately. Uh, I like half of it. 
I liked the animated half, but then the second half I didn't like because that's where everything kind of went to the pop culture ridiculousness that kind of at that point in time of my life I hated because let's keep in mind that the second movie came out in 2014 and in 2014 Dio was a very 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 jaded and emo person who hated everything and everyone and was severely nihilistic like I may be a bit of a nihilist now but at 14 years old I hated everything and then some and unfortunately Despite SpongeBob being something that I always watched and I always loved, and you know, at that point I was watching a lot of things on YouTube, when they just started implementing a bunch of pop culture references in the show that I knew and I hated it, uh, and or I liked, and I just didn't like it was implemented in a sh- in in a, in a cartoon or a, a, a very famous IP of Nickelodeon, I just went, wow, I cannot believe they did this. Now, one of the things that I don't mind is I don't mind 3D animation. 3D animation is kind of like the modern backbone of a lot of cartoons, but it feels like modern my modern 3D doesn't really work with cartoons in a way, and it doesn't really work with animations either. Like with all of these, you know, movie remakes that are being made now with like, you know, 3D remakes uh, or even live action remakes they tend to fall flat especially on disney's end where they're very prominent in doing so um it just falls flat it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel right it just feels weird as spongebob especially for spongebob it just felt wrong in a way because it just like for example spongebob had a christmas special i don't remember what year but they had a christmas special where they had stop motion animation and for spongebob that works perfect and in my opinion, that works really, really great. But you, 3D animation just doesn't feel right. It feels weird, and I can't, I can't put my finger on it. Besides, it just looks like no love was put into it. It just looks like it just looked weird. Now, looking back at it, it's not that bad, but it could have been better. Um. But given that 3D animation just looks weird in 60 FPS or really 24 FPS in, you know, in, in, in movies, but it looks 60 FPS to me, um, just looked a little off. Like it just didn't feel like SpongeBob at that point. And when they did the epic rap battles of history reference, I couldn't help but die a little inside because that was a large epic rap battles of history was a large part of my like preteen days that I really loved and enjoyed. But seeing it in, but all to respect, all, all to, for with all due respect, kudos to you know Epic Lloyd and Ice Peter for you know making it into a movie. A very successful movie, admittedly. It was successful in the box office, but obviously it wasn't that successful or it didn't get that many good reviews from, you know, the average people because Rotten Tomatoes can go suck a Rotten Tomato because their opinions, they're very mixed, in my opinion. Um, they're either you take it or leave it, but most of the times I leave it because, again, they could suck a Rotten Tomato. But, um, you know, it was a very financially successful movie, admittedly. And again, kudos to the folks of at ERB. But I just did not enjoy that sequence because I cringed 
so fucking hard. It felt like I was watching a weirdly bootlegged SpongeBob movie off of YouTube, and it was like a like a YouTube mashup. Like it just felt wrong. Like I felt like I needed to take a shower in like sulfuric acid because it just felt so wrong. Um, and that's not me hating on ERB. You know, I respect everything they've done. Well, almost everything because you know they're some of their things. They're not that great. Uh, which I won't get into, but I guess people kind of could guess what things that weren't that great from ERB were because some of them are very noticeable stains on their on your on their reputation and some of their raps that they've done. But I just couldn't help but just be so miffed about the second movie. Like it just felt like it was a waste of time. And it's weird because I think at that moment, it, it really pushed me over the edge. And that's kind of when my rebellious stage kind of like erupted. Actually, no, it wasn't 2014. It was 2015. Because I remember it was in February of 2015. Wait, I could be totally wrong about that. Did it release in... I can't even check my phone because my phone is charging and I don't want to edit too much. But um, it was either 2014 or 2015. Actually, you know what? Let me go on Opera GX and check it out. Because even I don't remember that well because I'm a bit of an idiot. Um, let's see. Uh, hold on one second. When did the SpongeBob movie come out? So SpongeBob Sp Sponge out the water. No, that was the third movie. Is it the third movie? No, it was the yeah, 2015. Okay, so yeah, it was 2015. It was February. Yeah, I remember because I watched this movie like a like a week after premiere. So yeah, so I, you know, I. I resp I, I I think that was the moment that that really pushed me over the edge, and not only that. Here's the thing, uh, this is just a sidetrack, but like 15-year-old me at that point in time, I was not having it anymore. And this movie came out after I basically quit JROTC, and I hated JROTC because I hated being told what to do, and I hated having rules put upon me, and I hated having to cut my hair and shaving my face. So essentially, I turned extremely rebellious because of that. And then this movie kind of pushed me over the edge. And then um, those years of high schools, I don't like to remember um, because my rebellious phase was a little bit too toxic. And I became either a respectful person or I was just a, a, a just a total jerk off. But nonetheless, the second movie, I just wasn't a fan of. And SpongeBob afterwards just didn't feel the same for me. Like I completely... I completely fell off of SpongeBob at this point. And not only that, I fell off of a lot of things. Um, Cause around this point in time, I was only focusing on just YouTube and that was it. I mean, I wasn't really doing much at all. I was just focusing on school and just, you know, doing YouTube vids or watching YouTube vids and SpongeBob kind of just fell out of the, just kind of fell out of my peripheral vi of my, just came out of just, you know, it's just gone. It just didn't exist for me anymore. 
and it sucked, you know, for I think maybe a year or two. SpongeBob was just not there until I was until memes were like memes were kind of a thing when I kind of discovered the the meme culture and SpongeBob was all over it and you know every once in a while I would watch original episodes, you know, if it was either on Netflix, on Hulu, or even if it was rerun on Nickelodeon, because I still had cable back then, cable or satellite, because my mom liked to ping pong around between either Optimum or or DirecTV, which, um, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, Sidetrack, does, does anyone remember when Optimum was called IO? Like, am I that old? I'm only 21. I should mention this. I'm only 21 years old, so I've been watching SpongeBob for quite a long time, but, it, for, well, my entire life essentially, but does does anyone remember when Optimum was called IO? When that remote had like the I and the O and it looked like a smiley face? Please, if you're watching this and this gets posted on Twitter, please tell me if anybody remembers when Optimum was called IO or like it had like the IO look. I remember it, and I want to know who remembers it because I feel very old when people don't know what the hell that is, and I mention it, and I'm they're just like what. And they just think Optimum is like, oh, okay. And but when I mentioned it, it's like they don't. It like it goes over them like a plane over a mountain. But um, please sidetrack. But I remember watching original episodes uh, around that time. Um, even though I completely fell out of SpongeBob, um, I still tried to keep up with it sometimes. But I always watched the originals. Now, everything between the second and the third movie were weird. Because, again, I fell off, but some of the episodes, they would pop up and they're decent episodes. And, you know, it was what it was. Because, again, it was different. I think around this time, like, Steven Hillenburg was starting to slowly get back into Spongebob. Um, and that was good. That's a good thing, you know. But it was just... It, it just didn't feel the same, but I think later, like late 2010s, I'd say 2017, it was really starting to get good. Like it was starting to get, like become watchable again. And, um, you know, there was a lot of good modern episodes and, you know, it just, it, it, it kind of felt good that it was coming back and it was coming back to where, you know, there was no... There wasn't almost no good episode, no, no, excuse me, no bad episode. You know, there was a lot of good episodes and even there were some great episodes, but you know, there was a few bad when Hillenberg came back and I think that's why SpongeBob kind of got like that second like revive and it's weird too because again, SpongeBob is the, the show of a generation because all of the memes that exist because of the show, uh, um, SpongeBob was huge with like the YouTube poop stuff. It was huge with like internet memes in general. You know the when later and all that stuff. Like it was an extremely quotable show, and a lot of the imagery was just memeable. SpongeBob was a show that was just that was just top top to bottom, just generational it was just there's gonna be no no show other than this and even some of the modern episodes got pretty memed and that was a that's a good thing because you know more because the more attention it gets the more the 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 more relevant it is and spongebob has always been that relevant show even in its later seasons but um 
unfortunately, this is kind of where Spider-Man kind of went downhill because, um, as we all know, man, I remember when this day happened and I, I cried. I, I, um, I don't cry often, but I cried and it was, um, in November, October, November, and, um, Steven Hillenburg died from ALS and no one had an idea. No one had a, no one had a clue. And man, I remember when that happened and my heart broke. Like I, 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 I physically was in pain and it hurt to watch some of the old SpongeBob episodes because of his death. And I remember this was around Super Bowl season and it's the biggest stain to ever exist in the history of media and the history of the NFL when um, people petitioned to just get SpongeBob, like someone to perform Sweet Victory or have Sweet Victory be performed even a little bit on the halftime show. And then instead they used it as a transition to the devil him to, 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 to Travis Scott's the devil himself to his song sicko mode, <laughs> which is just purely ironic given everything that's happening with Travis Scott now. Um, ironic, but, um, man, that was a bad omen from the start. That was a bad, that was a bad, a bad omen right from the start, honestly. Um, but man, I mean, that was just a spit in the face and kudos to like the NHL who actually played it during some of the games and even in empty arenas and even in certain stadiums, uh, state stadiums, like to on, cause everyone was like super pissed about it. Cause like, yeah, it was rushed, but it's like, it, it wouldn't help to like give more respect to it and all that. But man, it was just kind of like a slap in the face in a way, like literally just you use sweet victory as a trans, not even sweet victory, just the band geeks like thing as a transition to sicko mode, which is not even that great of a song in my opinion, but it was just really bad. And then the, the, the third movie was coming out and not a lot of people had good hopes for it. And I, I have a lot to say about that, but man, it was not great. That whole thing. It just, it just wasn't. And I, it was a bad omen too, because as we all know, the global devil himself, the pandemic, ended up happening, and that was just a, quite a bad omen. It was just like as if the 2020 wasn't bad enough, the pandemic happened. But that did lead into the postponement of the third movie, which led to more episodes being made, and then the third movie, which I don't know how to describe third movie i watched it when it was on netflix and it was cannon fodder it was just the drizzling shits in my opinion i don't care what anybody says i don't like the third movie i hate the third movie and i hate everything it stands for i hate everything about the third movie and i will explain why the problem with the third movie is that it was an advertisement it was an advertisement for camp coral and for the patrick show essentially but um, something that has been speculated on and debated about on the internet is whether or not Steven Hillerberg wanted a spinoff show for Spongebob. Spongebob is a massive cash cow. For context, Spongebob has accumulated $13 billion for Viacom. They are 5% of Viacom's 
earnings, essentially. They're that much of a moneymaker franchise. But it's always been a contention that given some popularity, a spinoff would be a spit in the face of Steven Hillenburg. And I think that maybe he did want a spinoff, even though it's been said that he didn't want it, but maybe later in his life he did, but it's been commonly speculated and commonly debated on whether or not he wanted a spinoff of some kind of SpongeBob. But if it was Camp Coral, it wasn't it. It shouldn't have been it because... Again, this is something that I got to mention with the third movie. The third movie killed all of the canon. It retconned all the canon of SpongeBob because here is the problem that is this fork in the road. SpongeBob SquarePants, the show, is a show that everybody has watched. The generation Gen Z and even the late millennials or even the Zillennials, I like to call it, anybody who was born between 93 and 95, um, or not, maybe even 96, those are the people that I'll call Zillennials because they're practically Zoomers and they're also Millennials in ways. But um, that, was the, that was our show. And essentially, Camp Coral is Gen Alpha's show or even the early the the late zoomers the babies who were born in like 2015 2016 and personally i don't like the concept of it because the problem with camp coral is that it retcons all excuse me all of the lore of spongebob and i'll explain why camp coral when it released it gave you an idea of where that show was going it showed that everybody met in this little camp as children. The problem with that is that SpongeBob, in the very first episode, and even in future episodes, you know how everybody met. Patrick and SpongeBob knew each other for a long time. Camp Coral makes sense as to, okay, that's how they met, uh, how SpongeBob met Gary. Fair enough, but... Everything else didn't make any sense. Oh, this is where Sandy and Spongebob met. No, that is in completely incorrect. They met in the very first pilot episode on May 1st, 1999. So immediately, that was just, why? Why would they do that? They Then same thing with Plankton and Mr. Krabs. But the problem is, Mr. Krabs and Spongebob met in the same pilot in 1999. Plankton, they met in the very first episode that aired in August as the second episode of the first episode. You know, the second, you know, episode 1B, essentially, or 2B, because um, the episode would be titled by him. Squidward, uh, same thing. There was an episode that showed how they met for at first. Patrick, I actually don't remember. My memory is admittedly hazy. But with Mrs. Puff, that makes no sense. It, with Mr. Krabs, it makes no sense. There was just so much that just did not make any sense with the very first episodes and even the first entire season of of Camp Coral. It just retconned everything that led up to that. That was basically SpongeBob. And I made it to I had a debate about this, or I meant on a full on rant about this in a community day um, about how I got so mad about how how much Camp Coral retconned all of the lore of SpongeBob. And I know, you know, and I know the SpongeBob lore doesn't really matter, but I think 
as someone who has watched anime, lore matters so much, in my opinion. And when lore is completely retconned by a spinoff or because of what people say or like what the future episodes are, it 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 just to me it's non-canon. It's based essentially it's non-canon. Camp Coral is a non-canon spinoff. And that's how I felt about it. And it's kind of why it's so hard to watch it. And it's so hard to watch even some older episodes, like not older, some more newer episodes because it's like, well, even though the newer episodes, there's not much, you know, history behind it. But like, it's just so weird to watch SpongeBob now because of that conundrum. Even then, man, it, it just, it boiled me to the core uh, about it. But I, I went on an entirely uh whole rant about it but yeah i I know people don't really care about the lore spun but to me i care because i've watched it my entire life and watching camp coral i gave it a chance and it's obviously meant for kids but it's gonna feel it's gonna be so weird for those kids when they watch the you know older episodes of spongebob and they'll be like oh how they met and it's like and they might think that oh no they met in camp coral and it's like no sunny boy um they met a long time ago in an age where the internet was very small. <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, I mean, I know if I ever have kids and they watch Camp Coral, I'll just have to say that's not how they met. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to be that weird parent, I'm honestly. But um, where it was like, nope, they, uh, back in my day, this is how they met kind of thing. But um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the third movie wasn't great. It was just an advertisement for Camp Coral, in my opinion. And it wasn't that great. It, 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 and I'll admit, visually, it was great. I liked the animation style they went, but I didn't like the fact that, again, it went the 3D route. I liked that they went with like a kind of like a smooth clay animation kind of thing. It, it, like, at least to me, or like a very, like, it, it was kind of like clay animation esque, you know, like a smooth clay. But um, even though it doesn't really exist, but you get the you get the gist. I like the animation style, but I didn't like the fact that it was just a big advertisement for Camp Coral, and it retconned everything, or they're trying to retcon everything that SpongeBob, the SpongeBob lore had. And the third movie, I'm surprised that it was that that it did fine, but you know it was critically it was not critically acclaimed. It was actually quite mixed, and even. Uh, negatively reviewed, even by Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, to me, I I can agree with that. I mean, it was just I didn't like the movie, and it brought up a great concern, and that's just simply the future of SpongeBob. SpongeBob as the show, I'm more nervous about more than SpongeBob the franchise because SpongeBob the franchise will never die. It's basically up there with Mickey Mouse, except the thing is, I don't think it'll be Mickey Mouse levels where it is like a it's become Disney where, oh, like this little logo that's basically the the head of Mickey Mouse is Disney. And it's just like, a, it's it essentially Mickey Mouse is a corporate, you know, corporate mascot. Because um, Mickey Mouse doesn't mean shit anymore. And Disney doesn't mean, and Disney doesn't give a shit about Mickey Mouse, to be honest. With, with um, Spongebob, it's, it, it kind of, it's concerning. Because I don't think it's gonna get to, it'll, I don't think it'll get to that point. But what I'm concerned about is the SpongeBob show itself, because Camp Coral and the and the Patrick show, I don't think they'll last long. Because I'm pretty sure if ratings aren't great, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to kill the shows. Or if the funding's not great, then they're gonna have to kill the shows. But that's up to them. Because again, SpongeBob is a massive cat cash cow. Um, 
And that's the thing that worries me the most. Um, what I'm nervous about more is if they cancel the original show. Problem is, I don't see that happening because SpongeBob has a rich history of 22 years on the network. Keep in mind, this was in 99. We're in 2021. That is 22 years of consistency that has been pumped out by Nickelodeon and the people that have been working on Spongebob. And as much as I don't like a lot of the modern episodes, I have to commend the fact, or not commend, that's probably not the right word. I would like to, you know, congratulate the people who have been keeping Spongebob afloat and even keeping it entertaining even as long as it is because even watching some of the modern episodes I still get entertained by it but I'm so nervous about the fact that what if they go all in with this spinoff what if the spinoff is so successful that they have no use for the original show and they decide to kill it I don't know how to feel about that and that's one of my biggest concerns with Spongebob and that's also another thing about Spongebob is it's a show that's been going on for 22 years look at The Simpsons that has been going on since 87 or 89 um that's 30 years and the thing i'm nervous about is what if it gets stale kind of thing like because the simpsons doesn't feel the same anymore uh south park doesn't feel the same anymore it's been it's been going since around 93 i believe and doesn't feel the same anymore uh, same thing with the fam- with a uh, family guy it's been going on since 99 but that show it doesn't feel the same um as it used to and Spongebob, it's weird because it has a certain consistency where even though there are the bad moments, it's still a good show to watch regardless of how bad it is. And that's so interesting. But it also concerned me of the that what if the show gets killed? And I don't want that day to happen. And I don't want Spongebob to be the primary thing of, of, of Nickelodeon, which at, it's a fun fact, actually. Spongebob was a consistently aired show from the day it aired all the way until, I think, 2019, where for the first time in, I think it was like 2000 or 2001, where it was consistently aired. And I think it was 2017, no, not 20. it was like 2018 to 2019, where for the first time in over a decade, it was not aired on Nickelodeon at all. And people thought that was a warning sign, but it was, no, it was just, you know, just a one-time thing. But it kind of gives you an idea of maybe where Nickelodeon wants to go to see how Nick, how Nickelodeon will run without SpongeBob. And I feel like... That's the problem where Nickelodeon is, where Nickelodeon is in, where there won't be another show like Spongebob, and there will be the underdogs, of course. There will always be underdog shows on Nickelodeon, but the problem is, is that Spongebob was so goddamn popular that a lot of the animated shows that have been coming in during Spongebob's lifespan have been canceled fairly odd parents is a good example it's this it was the second longest running show until you know Bruce Hartman or Butch Hartman excuse me kind of lost his mind um and went total flash animation which the fairly odd parents just look like garbage um Danny Phantom was a good show 
Um, but again, a lot of the shows that were released around the time of SpongeBob were nowhere near the level, and kind of SpongeBob became the juggernaut where it couldn't be toppled over. A lot of shows in Nickelodeon, even today, can't even be at the same level as SpongeBob or even be a show that is worth watching because SpongeBob is extremely prominent. And not only that, there hasn't been a lot of great animated shows on Nickelodeon since. SpongeBob or even the Fairly Odd Parents. It's been very difficult to watch some of the cartoons that are released on Nickelodeon because SpongeBob had such a gigantic impact that that is my biggest my biggest concern of SpongeBob is that it has grown so big that Nickelodeon might falter without it. And that's a huge concern for me. Like if SpongeBob was completely killed off, it would be a great concern. Uh, to me because that means it could be the end of a entire network because of it and i don't think it'll happen but i feel nervous that it could happen you know it's the what ifs kind of thing and that's a what if i don't want to imagine but you know i will i will end it off with this spongebob again is the show of a generation it is a show that has defined a generation and it is a show that has defined animation and it is one of the most iconic shows that will ever exist in our lifetime. I don't know if there will ever be a show that could topple it or that could top it in any way like it did. I wish to see that there will be a day that could just absolutely top Spongebob because there will never ever be a show like Spongebob like Emplement has said in his video is that there will never ever be a show like Spongebob. And I can agree with that because what show can top something like that, that could have such an extreme cultural impact like Spongebob. And I don't know what it'll be. I'm concerned of the future of Spongebob, but one thing is for sure that if, if Spongebob entirely stopped, like if they stopped making new episodes, they stopped making movies and, they just said, screw it, we'll just live off of the, the um, what's it called? If they just live off of the reruns, then I'm fine with that. But I'm just concerned about Spongebob the Future. But besides my concerns, it just shows that how much Spongebob has impacted my life. I love Spongebob. Spongebob, to this day, is one of the most iconic shows to exist. It has spawned countless memes. It has spawned... A, a renaissance in internet culture it has spawned youtube poops it is the show that has defined so much of our childhoods and even maybe our adulthoods and teenager lives spongebob is a show that will forever be remembered and that is something that i can say with firm assertiveness that spongebob is a show that it would be difficult to never watch again and it is a show i could recommend to anybody to watch young or old it is just a show for the generations and it is just a fantastic show and I honestly think that Spongebob, it's a show that can never be replicated, that can never be duplicated and it could possibly never be topped. I would love to see the day that it does get topped but right now Spongebob is a show that will never be forgotten and I'm glad that it exists because it really got me through tough times and it's a show that I will forever remember. But with that being said, I'd like to thank you all for listening to this solo version of the Tooncasters. And with that being said, if you like, uh, watch some of 
uh, watch or listen to some of the other podcasts that exist on the Spotify's and you know, on the YouTubes, if that'll ever happen. But hey, you never know. <laughs> um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you all have a great day, great evening, and have a good night. Take care. Peace out, everybody.